0: Hey, welcome to America, Bless God. I am Paul Bass and writing at paulbass.substag.com. going to talk about Ezekiel chapter 8 today, and I call it silence, and I call it shouting in silence. Shout as loud as you want, pagan. I am not listening. The tree of life cannot be uprooted or chopped down. See, the Garden of God, the Garden of Eden is guarded. It is a guarded paradise. The Bible tells us that angels are guarding it nonstop. Okay? So there are sentinels just, just standing outside, keeping anyone from entering in. We don't know where it is exactly, but we do know that no one will get there until it's time. And outside the borders, though, can become completely desolate, but his plan is is not something which can be stopped or stolen. No matter how much the enemy tries, his plan will go through. Amen? More and more these days, I see examples of the Antichrist. So many people will look at this person or that person. Is he or she the Antichrist? And sometimes I want to say no and yes. I look for Antichrist plural. I look for Antichrists I look for, uh, I also incidentally look for the number six in things. Uh, for instance, just a kind of a side note here for you. When was Pride Month? They chose the sixth month for Pride Month. The Pride flag has six colors in it. When did they have the January 6th? I don't even want to call it, I don't know what to, you call it, but. Uh, Parade the show where they want to act like it's a trial, but they're simply just pulling out, bringing out information that they want to, which is, in a sense, most of it misinformation. But they chose the January 6th event to uh, take place in the sixth month of June. So, a bunch of sixes there. So, I look for antichrists, those Jesus tells us that many will come in my name. Many people will come and say that they're the Messiah. And even those who don't claim to be Messiah, they take the place of the Messiah because they, they want to look like the Messiah. And Karl Marx is the biggest example. And those who come in the name of Karl Marx, I say, are Antichrists. So that is one thing that the Holy Spirit woke me up one morning. I think it was like 4 a.m. just boom, like in my ear, just just said the word Marxism. And this is before everything went down with COVID. But when COVID came, I was ready for it because the Holy Spirit quickened me to be on the watch for that. So the enemy just continues to work, to dislodge the faith of the chosen ones of God. And scripture tells us that in the last days, even the elect can get deceived. I pray, my friend, that you, And I are not the ones that are getting deceived, but we certainly know more now, more friends and family who are uh, going off into a direction that is um, in a direction of deceit, following after uh, so-called experts in the wrong way and taking them away from the Word of God. And for that reason alone that that many of the elect can be deceived i believe it's important to not merely rest on our rescue from sin on our salvation we need to seek to keep these temples clean that we have we need to seek atonement and do the service of yahweh as assigned we need to seek his face with a strength and resolution that exceeds our concern over where we find food and where we stay safe and secure Our number one goal should be to follow him, to seek his face. Take a second to breathe in the reality of this word from our champion, Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth. But seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Each day's own evil is sufficient. Of course, that's Matthew 6, 33. My friend, pray fervently. Pray without ceasing. Seek his face without stop. Watch the hand of God lift you up by the hair like our prophet Ezekiel and show you the difference between his glory and the enemy's counterfeit. Look how far the elders, the women of honor and the priest during that time had gotten from serving Yahweh, from knowing Yahweh, We have examples in Ezekiel chapter 8 of the people of honor following after false gods. And number one, they gladly displayed large idols at the northern gate of the town. I believe it's important to note that the tribes of the north would easily invade, seeing that the divine protection was withdrawn from the entryway, like the Garden of Eden. While Eden has a guardian warrior... Your home will not if you honor idols in your camp. If you have not walked the very borders of your home and property to anoint it and dedicate it to Yahweh, consider doing so. Uh, Get some anointing oil, get a, a shofar, if you will. Sing, proclaim, traverse each inch of your border and declare your land as God's land and declare its deliverance from any and all former oaths and curses in the name of Yeshua. An oath can only be released by the authority of a father. Think about that. Your father in heaven holds dominion over all oaths against you, over your family, over your property. Not only that, but his warriors, his hosts, his angels encamp around the righteous ones of the kingdom. And through the righteousness of Messiah, proclaim his encampment for you, his beloved, and, for the purpose of his good work. Amen. And number 2, the elders of that day, they served wicked deities and did filthy things thinking God doesn't even see them. The prophet Ezekiel was shown how they were doing wicked things in the darkness. God can give us eyes to see what our trusted ones are doing in the dark of night, not to build up our pride, but to recenter our dependence on the mentorship of the Holy Ruach, the Holy Spirit. Have you ever tried to correct an elder? It usually doesn't go very well. In most instances, we need to simply withdraw. Rely on our Father Yahweh to release us from their influence and pray for them. Pray that they will come back into the light. I believe that we have been allowed to go through an awakening like we've never seen before. I have personally seen several pastors submit to an image of a serpent on a stick, pharmacia, and a Caesar. They submit to Caesar and tuck themselves away rather than stand out and preach the gospel boldly, rather than hold holy convocations and gatherings like the Bible tells us to do, and it tells us not to deny that. At the same time, we all watched some pastors face arrest and persecution for physically standing up, standing out for the cause of fellowship and corporate worship in the United States of America. And we've not seen anyone punished for doing that, for arresting people. All right. And it's up to some people, some patriots now who are going about and and bringing lawsuits And pray for those people doing that because that's the only thing that's going to fight back against this other than just simply standing with your brother and sister when these things happen and pray and lift up your brother and sister and keep them in mind when they are taken into custody and keep praying for them. There are many people who went to Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2020 And they're still in jail, still under persecution. And there, one instance, um, I believe her last name is White, but I don't have the information in front of me right now. She's a mother. She went there uh, praying. Many of the people went to Washington, D.C. to pray. She was there. She saw people uh, smashing windows, Antifa type, and she stopped people from doing that. And then she was grabbed And she was beaten very severely by Capitol Police. And she was actually dragged into the Capitol. She never went inside the Capitol. But now she's being charged and she's looking at a possible of 30 years in prison, okay? Uh, Many of the people are getting a a lesser sentence, like Dr. Simone Gold, three months, and uh, some of the others. Uh, But they've been in there two years without even, uh, you know without many of them have been in there being persecuted and treated horribly. And people have died while waiting for this so-called trial. So if you are, uh, if you're looking for a justice in this land for believers, you may not find it, but justice will be taken care of by our king, So keep praying for those who are in bonds. And uh, those who have, it seems like the instigators of that event on January 6th, uh, most of them, many of them haven't been arrested or they've just been arrested and let go, uh, which shows you something. But some of these people who were there for, um, maybe they were there for the rally, they were there to pray, Uh, they ended up being arrested the door. Beaten down by FBI, etc. So keep those people in prayer. All right. So if you're looking for a fervent minister, you can find them ministers of the gospel who are not afraid to preach the gospel. A few churches have seen their congregations even grow and flourish, while others have almost died on the vine. And I have heard testimonies of some of the pastors who kept their fellowships open, who have said their congregations have grown because people, when their churches wouldn't meet together. We have some friends that we've had dinner with re- recently who left their church because their church wouldn't get together. They wouldn't gather together. They wouldn't fellowship in person. Oh, you can you can go on a webinar, you know? Well, you could always go on a webinar. But there's something about having fellowship, face-to-face fellowship. Um, So you don't need a a webinar to talk to God. He is face-to-face with you when you go with Him in your quiet place, in your prayer closet, so to speak. But when you need fellowship and you need battle, do worship, heavenly warfare together with fellow saints... I tell you, there's nothing like being together in a room, and boy, that power, that uh, that that just the encouragement as well, being together and worshiping together. There's nothing like it, and I think that's one of the reasons why the scriptures tell us not to, not to refrain from that. Okay, so a few of these churches have seen their congregations grow and flourish. So gathering for fellowship and worship is essential. It's warfare. And God's workers are all essential. All this time we were told, you know, these are essential workers. These are essential jobs. The the workers in the kingdom, absolutely 100% essential. We are all essential to God. So also... Ezekiel was shown with the women who were sitting in the court entrance and weeping for the foreign deity known as Tammuz. Now, Tammuz was an Antichrist deity himself. Tradition states that he died young and that a 40-day mourning period was created to honor him. He was the son of Semiramis, who claimed to have conceived him from a divine seed because her husband had died and Then she had this baby. So she says, oh, um, that was a divine child. And uh, so at the cross, Mary and other women who followed the Messiah, they bowed and they wept over the loss and the pain that they had just witnessed. well, Tammuz is an example of something that takes our eyes off Messiah. A massive spirit of mourning has been in the hearts of women in this nation for many years. It's an unnecessary sadness. Think of abortion. It's avoidable. Many babies are conceived and abandoned by their fathers, and the mothers are essentially widows. And these widows have been duped into sacrificing their babies to the gods of convenience. Other women have taken the brazen path of worshiping the symbol of womanhood, racism, even eugenics, depopulation itself their enemy Antichrist is also anti-life and anti-freedom. While there's certainly hope for redemption for these women, the mourning will continue if the death remains the focus. And while many of us have celebrated the amazing, the overturning of this Roe versus Wade, thousands sat on the steps of the capital of America and the capitals of states in America, and they wept for the death of their power, so-called, over life. They wept over the death of their own private God. They vowed the sacrifice would continue no matter what. And God, God have mercy. Yeshua is the author of life, and many women are fighting to take that away from him to claim the authorship of death themselves. The enemy robs, he steals. He imitates, but he does not create. He cannot create life, so he takes away life. He robs and he steals life. Now, number four, worst things happen in the land. With each one of these, the prophet is told, and worse things happen in the land. And the fourth example that he's shown is that the priest, the elite, the inner circle are given the job of mediator. These people that are entrusted at the highest level in the temple, they have betrayed us. We have been betrayed, my friend. The priests were in the inner court of the temple. They were bowing to the created son. They had fallen for the oldest trick in the book. They set their face toward the majesty of God's creation and the deceit that stood behind it, instead of worshiping the creator of that magnificent star. Now this is the apex of the evil that was displayed to our prophet in Ezekiel 8. It says, have you seen this, son of man? It is a light thing to the house of Judah. that they commit the abominations which they commit here. For they have filled the land with violence and have turned again to provoke me to anger. Do you think all the violence that we've seen in this country since 2020, uh, since, you know, the summer of quote love, uh, do you think that's any kind of coincidence? Do you think that's just happenstance? No, the enemy is raging, my friend. Whether you build a tower, paint an image, worship a memory, or bow to something already present in nature, you will fall. Enemy promises unity, but he brings division. Yeshua divides with a sword and a sickle to separate his remnant from harm and bring unity to those who will come under his umbrella, to those who will join in Jacob's tent. The Antichrist is is the author of chaos. Yeshua is not the author of confusion. Friends, cherish your time with him. He longs to see you in the secret place. Bring him into your gates and enter into his gates with thanksgiving. He stands at your door and he knocks. Let him in. Drive out the money changers in your heart's temple. Let Your weakness be turned into the full authority power of Messiah. Speak over this land. Speak truth, my friend. Yahweh tells Ezekiel, and I believe he tells us, he tells you, he tells me, that the shouts of the idolatrous ones, whether they be friends, elders, moms, or politicians, they will be as silent before God's ears. You can shout all you want. It's not getting you anywhere when you're shouting against God, the righteous one. Let the words of the prophet ring loud. Let the presence of the Messiah sit before your face as you pray and seek him daily. Fill this country with the gospel. Fill the air with song. Raise up the word of God over your home and your city. And let the people of Yahweh rejoice And say return yahweh to the ten thousand thousands of israel we await that return as we have since the days that god delivered the children of israel out of egypt he's ready to deliver us again and we will all be with him in new jerusalem as it is restored the tree of life at the end of time, it'll be there. And I can't wait. And I hope you'll be there too. Thank you for listening to America Bless God. I'm Paul Bass. You can find me at paulbass.substack.com or check out uh, some of the things, the products that I have on paulbass.me. I have a Passover guide that I did this past Passover. It's called Mighty Hand and Outstretched Arm. If you're on Substack, you can just scroll to the bottom, and there'll be a link where you can download that. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next week.